This is Soccer News IV. Soccer News IV, it's in your veins. Brought to you by Soccerom.com. From Bumblebee to high school to college to the pros, before the best coaches go to practice, they go to Soccerom.com. Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Stephen Parr. Here's this week's top story. Three weeks, three wins. The U.S. women's national team won yet another friendly. This time it was against Canada, and this time there was no need for last-minute heroics. The Yanks beat the Canucks 6-0. Natasha Kai had a hat trick, and Abby Wambach recorded three assists. All this in a game that was just 1-0 at halftime. The next matches for the women will be in Norway in July as they continue to get ready for the Olympics in Beijing. The men's U23 squad is also looking forward to Beijing. The boys will go to France for the Toulon International Tournament. The U.S. will play Turkey, Ivory Coast, and Italy starting on May 21st. So head coach Peter Novak is trying to use the tournament to look at players that may not have already gotten many chances to show their stuff so far. His roster includes goalkeeper Dominic Servi and defender Eric Brunner, both of whom are currently out of contract, which is a nice way of saying they don't have a professional team to play for right now. Probably the two biggest names on the roster are Benny Fieldharbor from Derby County over in England and Houston Dynamo Corey Ash. But players who dominated during Olympic qualifying, like Freddie Adu, Josie Altador, and Dax McCarty, will not be part of this Toulon tournament team. There's a new tournament MLS teams can shoot for. The CONCACAF Champions League kicks off this fall, and this week, CONCACAF announced the overall format. 24 professional teams from North and Central America and the Caribbean will compete in the league. Four teams each from Mexico and the U.S., two teams each from Costa Rica, El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras, and Panama, three teams from the Caribbean, and one team each from Canada, Belize, and Nicaragua. The MLS teams are decided by the previous year's MLS Cup winner, the Supporters' Shield winner, the MLS Cup runner-up, and the Open Cup winner. Now, the New England Revolution was both the Open Cup winner and the MLS Cup runner-up last season, so the team with the highest point total from the regular season fills in. In this case, it's Chivas USA. The other two teams are D.C. United and Houston Dynamo. Unfortunately, the only team out of those four that is actually playing decent soccer right now is New England. Hopefully, the others will start to play better between now and September so MLS doesn't look too pathetic during this first CONCACAF Champion League. Real Salt Lake's coach Jason Kreis was fined and suspended by MLS last week. Two weeks ago, Kreis complained about the officiating during Real's match with the LA Galaxy. He brought up specific complaints, including the ref ending the match two minutes early. 
The MLS didn't like the complaints, so they took $1,000 from Christ and made him sit out a game. But if you watched this weekend, you probably saw Jason sitting in the press box with a walkie-talkie in hand. Now, I don't know for sure who he was talking to on the other end of the radio, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't the ref from two weeks ago. If it was someone on the Real Salt Lake bench, which seems likely, then essentially all this fine did was overcharged Jason for box seats. The LA Galaxy got whitecapped. LA scheduled an exhibition match with Vancouver Whitecaps of the USL, but the game was held in Edmonton, Canada, which is known more for its hockey than for its soccer. Anywho, LA lost 2-1. Beckham did play and got an assist, but Nicholas Adderley and Eduardo Sebrango both scored for Vancouver, and they got the win, 2-1. Let's get to the games. Chicago Fire marched into D.C. and walked out with three points. Justin Mapp scored in the first half after a great buildup from Chad Barrett and Chris Rolfe. Then in the second half, Cuauhtemoc Blanco picked the ball around midfield, dribbled essentially unchallenged up the field before blasting the perfect shot into the upper 90 from about 30 yards out. Man, that was a pretty goal. If you go back and watch the replay, and it is available at MLS.com, look at carefully at the runs by fire forwards both of the forwards make diagonal runs away from blanco those runs pull all four of dc's defenders away from the man with the ball giving blanco time and space to make that shot the final was two nothing the 2007 defending champs finally got their first win of the season brian ching scored from a stewart holden ball just before halftime Colorado's Omar Cummings tied it up in the 68th minute, but with three minutes left to play, Houston's Dwayne De Rosario scored a penalty kick, sealing the team's first victory. By the way, if you get a chance, go look up the article on Holden, Stuart Holden, in last week's Houston Chronicle. It talks about Holden's work with children who are fighting cancer. It's really well written and a great story to boot. Dallas found a way to score again, but... It was Salt Lake who figured out how to win. The Toros had been held scoreless for their previous two games. Real started the scoring off this match when Javier Morales scored in the 28th minute. In the second half, Dallas's Kenny Cooper scored a blistering upper corner shot with no angle. I'm still not sure how that ball went in other than sheer willpower. But willpower wasn't enough. Kyle Beckerman gave his team the lead for good in the 73rd. Real wins at home 2-1. San Jose is back in the league, but the Columbus crew is back in form. The league leaders have a new rising star in young Robbie Rogers. Rogers scored twice in the second half, leading the crew to a 3-2 victory over San Jose. San Jose's two goals doubled the total number of goals for the Quakes this season. Sometimes in soccer, it looks like you've turned a game or a season around just to have your hopes crushed a minute later. That's what happened in L.A. when the Galaxy hosted the Red Bulls. The Bulls opened up the scoring in the 21st minute thanks to a Dan Lee Borman goal. L.A. fought back, though, and Alan Gordon was able to score without any help from either Landon Donovan or David Beckham. He tied it up in the 77th minute. L.A. was riding high for about... 
45 seconds. That's when Juan Pablo Angel found his old form and ran through the Galaxy defense to take a 2-1 lead and three points on the road. So far this season, if LA doesn't score at least three goals, they're not getting three points. And finally, New England got Taylor Twelman back from injury, and Twelman responded by scoring his first goal of 2008. Kenny Mansalli also scored for the Revs, leading to a 2-1 win over Chivas USA. Last year, Chivas was almost unstoppable at home. This year, they can't figure out how to stop anyone else. The good news for the Goats, they play in the West, so even though they're leaking goals like a sieve, they still have a chance. Let's look at the standings. Let's not keep you in suspense any longer. There's only one team in the East that doesn't have a winning record, and that's the two-time defending supporters' shield winners, D.C. United. Columbus leads the league with six wins in seven games for 18 points. Chicago's right behind with 16 points. New England's on the rise now that Twelman's back. They have 13 points and are two points ahead of Red Bull New York. Both Toronto and Kansas City are tied with three wins and 10 points each. Over in the West, it's just a little sad right now. The only team that doesn't have a losing record is second place FC Dallas. They're tied on points with Colorado at nine, but fall to second place due to goal differential. LA and Real are tied with eight points. Houston's first win gives them a total of seven points, while Chivas USA has five points, and the San Jose Earthquakes have four. Let's get to the schedule. The Rocky Mountain rivalry heats back up Thursday on ESPN2. Real travel to the Rapids. Kickoff is 9.30 Eastern. On Saturday, Columbus crosses the border to face Toronto. The game is on direct kick at 4 Eastern. Red Bull New York hosts the Kansas City Wizards on direct kick. The match starts at 7.30. At the same time on HDNet, New England hosts the San Jose Earthquakes. Houston traveled to Toyota Park to play with fire. Chicago's been red hot, and Houston's still trying to find a spark. The game is 8.30 Eastern on direct kick. DC United stands a pretty good chance of getting a win because they're playing a team from the West. And not just any team, they're playing Chivas USA in the Home Depot Center. So far this season, that place has been pretty gracious for guests. The match is at 10.30 Eastern on Fox Soccer Channel. Then on Sunday, FC Dallas hosts the Galaxy in the deep dish. Kickoff is 3 o'clock on Telefutura. That's all for us this week. I need to say thanks to Soccerom.com for all of their support. For Soccer News IV, I'm Stephen Parr. Soccer News IV, it's in your veins.